Got that on your system? Uh, yeah, do you want it out of my system? Can I go again then? Sure. Cool. Yeah, I think Minnesota is go. a two-party consent state, so I do need to inform you that I was recording all of that. So the astute listeners among you may remember that we suggested, or I suggested, that we record in person. Uh, that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did have a lovely time seeing you, Grant. It was nice seeing you, too. And I want to make it clear that when you say you suggested we might record in person, you also were the one who suggested we decide not to. Correct. So, therefore, nobody's at fault. It was a zero-sum situation. Nobody lost. We're all good. Right? Sure, you can roll with that. Great. Glad to hear it. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, for for the listener's edification, uh, I did arrive at Grant's earlier than I thought I would. I thought that I was going to get to his place at like 11 p.m. when I was first kind of planning this trip. And we would have to record like the following morning. When when it all came together, I actually showed up earlier around like 9.30, I think. Uh, Which was nice that I didn't drive quite as late as I thought, but I definitely didn't feel like recording after that long drive. And then when we were kind of thinking about the morning... I also realized, well, do I really want to spend this time doing something that we do every week anyway? And instead, I suggested that we try out a disc golf course, which you so kindly obliged to humor me with. (laughs) Oh, yes. You had to twist my arm a lot. Yes, but you were a good sport about it. No, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We only lost one disc. Well, we didn't lose it. It was misplaced in a tree, and we later saw that it was there, and that since it was my desk, uh, even though Grant threw it up there, I did make the command decision that it was not worth trying to get down. Yeah. Knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, But, which I I think I told you that someone messaged me saying that they found it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so a a person told me that two, two of them shook this tree until they managed to get the disc to fall out and i told Mm -hmm. them you can keep it i don't care about that disc so (laughs) and and funnily enough just yesterday i was out at a at a fun course in minnesota and i was meeting my i I had also convinced my older sister and her husband to join me disc golfing and they had never gone Uh, and Mm -hmm. they also kindly obliged to humor me at this very nice course and and i got there a little earlier because i knew they didn't want to play the whole course it's 30 holes and i knew they didn't want to be there the entire time also when i showed up i learned that there was a tournament going on Mm. like it was a casual tournament but it was still a lot of people there for it and it was going to make the course kind of busy so i already knew that we probably wouldn't want to spend the whole time there anyway um this is a side annoying thing on the uh on on this course's web page I went to their calendar, and nothing was on the calendar other than 9 a.m. random doubles on the day that we went. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, okay, cool. Maybe that'll make it be a little busier. Let's try and get there before 9. And I show up, and all these people are gathering. And it was only then that I learned 
that on their web page they have an events page and a calendar page which have two distinct oh. listings of things. The calendar is only for like recurring things that happen every so often, like on a frequent basis. And the events page is for specific events that don't happen like every week or every other week. Oh, come on. So that was a bit dumb. Yeah. But but overall it was fine. We we still had a good time. But when I was warming up, I uh, uh or not warm up. I basically played a few holes on my own before they arrived. Uh, and also before the course was very busy from the tournament. And I threw a disc. I saw it hit a tree and thought <laughs> I heard it bounce somewhere. I went looking for it. Didn't see it anywhere. And eventually, after a lot of looking, I'm pretty sure I saw it uh, stuck in a tree. Like wedged in the Y gap of a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, completely stuck there. I could not get it down. So I said, well, someone will probably get it down somehow then today someone called me saying that they found my disc on a hole that was probably at least 300 feet away from where i lost it hmm so either the disc that i thought was in the tree was not mine or somehow it got down or got blown down by the wind i don't know what happened and it somehow wound up very far away until some good Samaritan finally found it and decided to let me know and put it in the drop in the lost and found. So, mm-hmm. so I, I will be driving over there to get it back later this week. But it was very weird. <laughs> it was it was in fact the the gray disc that I had, uh, mm. <laughs> which is like one of my favorite discs, but is a very poor color choice for playing in the woods when it's kind of dark because it's really mm-hmm. hard to see. Yeah. So. That made it particularly difficult to find when it was stuck in a tree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a good time. We had some tasty brunch. Uh, with nice, a, nice, nice. At a restaurant with a questionable decor, would you say? Oh! The place that we went. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm following up on after our disc golfing. Uh, Not questionable decor, but a strange choice of decor. Yeah, yeah, strange. strange we're we're going to go with strange choice. Uh, it, it had a unique feel. Yes. My uh, my side of this was, I was just kind of, we sat down, we, ch- we chatted for a little bit, and I looked over to my right, I believe, and above my shoulder was a painting or picture or whatever of an elephant. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I look a little bit further behind me, I'm like, oh wait, that's another thing with an elephant. And I look ahead of me, and there's another thing with an elephant. And all of a sudden, everywhere that I look, except for one very large painting, there were elephants. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like an elephant-themed place. No, other than like the it was ju- just the artwork on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird, but it was to each their own. It'd be like if you went to the rainforest cafe and every painting was of like a New York City street, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's cohesive and it all goes together, but it just doesn't. It's not what you would have guessed. No, not at all. So. Yes, that was a that was a fun day, I think. And then I only had a short drive left to Minnesota, which was nice as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how have you been? Uh I've been I've been alright. I'm like at the moment I'm very tired, mm. um, just on like multiple levels. But we're gonna try to keep it rolling here and not not let it be a tie tie episode or something. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of tired. Got a lot going on, mm-hmm. both in the world and in my head, and all that fun jazz. So I feel you. But we we doing it. We doing some stuff and things, and we we uh, we still doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's try and. Do you have anything positive to look forward to? Uh, I'm gonna go to bed tonight. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> That's a highlight, right? <laughs> oh crap! I have to fold my laundry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I said to fold anything. My laundry. <laughs> no. Well, how about this? Here's a, maybe a small positive thing. It was our move of your garage couch beneficial to you in the last week? Uh, like mentally, it's been beneficial because I know it's done. <laughs> okay. Um, practically, it hasn't like changed my life much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like a weight off my shoulders of like, okay, do I either have to like figure out how to do this or like convince someone to come help me move this? So it's nice to know that just like, yeah, it's moved. It's done. It is in a decent enough resting place for a while sure. or close enough to where I want it to be that I can do whatever else I need on my own. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, that is, mwah. it's perfect. Glad to hear. I, so I did. I don't think I said this while I was there, but but I do need to compliment you on your wooden mallet, which I assume you made yourself. Yes, it is very fine looking. I must say. Thank you. Thank you. I was very impressed by it. I I really appreciate that compliment. That's probably one of the nicest things that I've made. That I'm like most proud of. Mm-hmm. How do you like? And, like, what is the uh, well, what's just, like, the head of it made out of? Like, what do you do to make sure that it's going to be something that will last? Because presumably you yeah. didn't just, like, take a block of wood and just cut it into the chunk size that you want. Yeah, so uh, multiple things play into that. So the um, type of wood is important. The And, like, how you orient the wood is important. So... Yeah. Because, like, if you think of a piece of wood, like, it's a bundle of straws. I know this is a weird way to think of wood. But because it's got it's got grain that runs along it, and then on the ends, if you look, like, on a microscopic scale, it's a bunch of little holes. Okay. Because they're, like, these pores that run up and down a tree. Mm-hmm. And so you want, like, if you think of it like straws, if you are holding the bundle of straws and you, like, hit them in the side, like, in between all those vertical straws or whatever, like, you're going to go right into it. You're going to, like, punch right into it. But if you hit the end, it's a lot stronger, I guess. Hmm. Like, the straws don't move out of the way as much. Sure. It's a real hard visual to give over a auditory medium here. Um, yeah. But that's one of the first important parts. Is so the the faces of the mallet need to be the ends of the wood. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I guess if I'm thinking about the straws, even if you just think of a single straw... And how you would want to bend it. You would want to bend it by putting stress in the middle, not stress on the top and bottom. Yes. And the only yeah. way to really bend it by putting stress on the top and bottom is if you do it at an angle. And if you have a whole mm-hmm. bunch of them all more or less aligned in the same way, it's really hard to put an angle on any of them. Yep. Okay, cool. That's interesting. So that's that's the first part. And then just like the species of wood so that I guess the straws have like an optimal like size and distribution as to be resilient Mm -hmm. so 
the the head of it is made out of ash. So it's my big ash mallet. Nice. Classic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then what about the handle? Do you just pick that due to color and comfort? Or is there also a process for picking that? Uh, yeah, there is a process for picking it. I decided to ignore it for aesthetic reasons. Okay. Um, so I chose a highly contrasting wood for the handle because I thought it looked cool and I had a piece of that wood that I was looking to use in something. And it, it was also like a wood that is nice to work with and is, I like the feel of it in my hand. It's really weird to explain, but it's like, it feels good in my hand compared to other types of wood. What kind of wood is it? So it's a black (laughs) walnut. Oh, okay. So yeah. It It definitely was a like striking color combination. Yeah. That made it all that also I think helped make the like uh like how flush everything was and well shaped everything was like way more mm-hmm. obvious as well than if it were all sort of monochromatic. Yeah. It made it very clear that like, oh yeah, these pieces fit together and there's not like yeah. holes. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Nice. I break it out whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> You just, like, go into back alleys and smash glass bottles with it every once in a while? Well, no, no. I, <laughs> like, the the way that I do woodworking requires a mallet, like, constantly. Um, Is it for, like, and, all, like, hitting chisels and stuff like that? Yeah, so both, like, or hitting chisels else? and then some of the, the, I guess, the work holding that I use. So like how, like if I'm working on a piece of wood, how do I hold that stationary to do what I want to it? Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of those work holding options are kind of like more or less friction based. So you like put your work where you want it and then you hit something with a mallet to like kind of lock it in with friction. Mm. And so if you want to reposition it, just have a bunch of quick grips from your local Menards. (laughs) Yeah, no, the, cause they're just like not as durable and not really as good or strong for the types mm-hmm. of things I want to use them for. So like I kind of constantly use a mallet when I'm doing woodworking. And yeah. so it's really nice to have something that is like well-made. So it will hold up over time fairly decently at least. And like, mm-hmm. it's a pleasure to use it. I, like I like using it. That's important. And like, there's, there's a lot of like very subtle details in it that were done very intentionally that like, I feel like nobody would ever pick up until you started using it. But like, it's like the way the handle is shaped is super intentional. So like it's just sitting on the table and if I know where it is, I can pick it up and I can tell the exact orientation of the mallet purely by the shape of the handle. And Mm, so I can know like exactly where I'm gripping it and exactly like where the head is in relation to that, just based purely on kind of the feel of the handle. Very cool. Yeah. Do you so. ever do you ever want to or I mean I don't know if this appeals to you but like adding an additional grip to it beyond it just being wood or has that not been an issue for you? That's not really been an issue um because the way that I finished the wood of the handle was very intentional to like not leave it with a waxy surface or anything so it still has grip. Hmm. Um and the more that you use it and the more that like the oils from your hand soak into the wood over time, it kind of changes the grip subtly and like it wears into like you, I guess. Sure. So I don't think that I would 
if I did, it would be probably something old fashioned, like some sort of like leather wrap or something, but stuff like that is kind of out of my skill set. So I would tend you, to just you stick to be wood. so, so low brow as to just do like electrical tape or tennis wrap. Oh no, no, no. Cause that'd be so much worse. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to think if I have anything cool like that. Definitely nothing that I've made. The highlight of the things that I've made are, like, pieces of pottery from first grade art class. <laughs> do you still have any of them? Uh, I actually do. So speaking of our elephants, I, I was telling my mom about this because, as I told you at the restaurant, my mom has a lot of elephant decoration. Uh, and in particular, in, like, second or third grade, there was a an art project where we had to make a mug in the shape of some sort of animal. So mine was an elephant mug, where the handle was the trunk, and there were a couple pink ears coming out of it. And that is still on display in the house. <laughs> oh. that's, that's about the, uh, uh, the high point. I mean, I think that there's pieces of art that I'm more proud of, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> that one still hangs around, though. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I do have this very cool knife right now, though. Um, at some point, I should just maybe I should just bring it back to San Francisco this time. But it is a knife that my big sister got me when she was in Ecuador for her study abroad, mm. and it is an all leather handle and uh, sort of I don't know scabbard, whatever you want to call the thing that the, that the blade goes into. Mm-hmm. But in particular, sheath. It, yeah, sheath that works. Um. But in particular, in addition to it just being all like, it's sort of like a lizard leather, some sort of lizardy leather kind of thing. It has on both the handle and the sheath uh, a 3D leather done lizards. Hmm. Let me send you a picture real quick. So you can try and appreciate it a little bit more, what I'm talking about. Uh, so it would be super cool had I made this myself. Obviously, I'm not even remotely capable of it, but it's probably the coolest like handmade thing that I have that I can think of. Mm-hmm. I just texted it to you. Ah. Oh, okay. Now it's just taking forever yes. to send. No, I see it. Okay, cool. Whoa, that is cool. Yep. Wait, what the how? <laughs> Wait, is like. The lizard on the sheath is that what is like is that made out of the same stuff that the it might be like glued is, on in some way but it's, it's like m- hard or soft but it's made out of, it's like it's pretty tough but it's not like rock uh i don't think so it's so weird i mean it's i could so be wrong but like the entire like the whole handle and and sheath part is all really tough like it's not okay. like it's like kind of it's like smooth but like does not have any give to it. Yeah. Huh. Although disappointingly, I'm now looking at the blade, and it is stainless steel out of Brazil. Not Ecuador. Yeah. Well, speaking of things, you know, back in the day, <laughs> uh, that was so bad. Can we just forget that happened? <laughs> we'll see in the edit. Okay, that means we're not... I should stop referencing stuff because that always means it shows up. Uh, Back in the day, by Eric Scott, we got a we got a dino and a 
a worm. So we got the a dino sitting, kind of resting up against a, a large rock or poss- possibly a boulder. If you would grant me a little bit of artistic creativity in this reading. Um, and on top of said boulder, there is a, a small worm. I believe it's a worm. Could just be a no. It's a worm. I was gonna say weird bird, but it's a worm. Um, <laughs> we're we're going for some artistic creativity. So maybe maybe uh-huh. it's a bird. Maybe you never know. Um, mm-hmm. But the the dino kind of l- looking over his shoulder says, "What about your cousin Jim?" He says back towards the worm. He he said no. The worm replies, "What about your other cousin Brad?" He said no too. What about you? The worm replies yet again. I already told you no. The dino, looking exasperated, says, If we don't have any bait, I guess we're not going fishing. And then turning away quickly, uh, also quite exasperated, the worm just finally replies, Fine. Ah. So I guess they're not going fishing, because... Yikes! <laughs> that that would be that's some toxic friendship right there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, Mark. the The day you ask me to be our bait when we go fishing uh, is the day that I stop talking to you. <laughs> so I have two very different kinds of questions. I'm not. I'll, I'll go for the one that I think might be more fun rather than the one that can be construed as kind of serious. Okay. Are you familiar with the? Uh, Story, the most dangerous game. Yeah. Did how well do you think you would? School? Yeah. How well do you think you would do in that situation? <laughs> wait, as as like as the hunted. Wait. So for for the record, okay, okay, for, for people who did not read this book in their ninth or tenth grade language arts classes, uh, the story is a short story by I think Ray Bradbury, but I could be wrong, and it is about a rich man who brings people onto the island. Uh, and hunts them for sport. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. basically the gist of it, and it follows one guy in particular trying to avoid uh, being hunted. Uh, so that is the uh, that is the situation. Mm-hmm. Richard Connell. I wasn't even close. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to remember because there's like a a recent movie adaptation that I swear I saw like advertisements for. I would believe you. I have a vague memory of that, too. The most recent thing that I've definitely watched was actually an episode of The Clone Wars that was very clearly based on Ooh. The Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The with the, the one, like a, pl- a prison planet? Yeah. Was it with the Transdotions or something? Or? I don't know uh, what they're called. I don't know enough off the top of my head. So apparently there is a, like- there is a movie version of The Most Dangerous Game from 1932... And there is a twenty. Oh, there's a twenty twenty one. The hunt, I think, is probably one. Oh, Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz. Wait, is that the hunt? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Uh, this is the one I was well, thinking of. No, it seems like it. There's a. It's a TV series, actually. Wait, is that a TV series? Most dangerous game is an American action series created by Nick Santora, Josh Arnold, blah blah blah. blah. That debuted on Quibi, <laughs> uh, everyone's uh, favorite streaming service. 
And then after Quibi died, wah, I assume wah, wah. it was released on the Roku channel. So maybe I actually get this. I don't know how you get the Roku channel if it just comes with Roku. Interesting. But yeah, it's Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz. Wait, what's this one called? It's not coming up on the Wikipedia. What the it's frick? just literally called Most Dangerous Game. Not the Most Dangerous Game, because uh. Most Dangerous Game. Uh. I'll have to look this up. There's a lot of, like... It doesn't have good reviews, but I don't really care. I just kind of want to see it now. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I guess there's a lot of, like, nods to it in different, like, TV shows that I'm just finding looking briefly through the Wikipedia page. Hmm. I mean, it's a very good trope, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the the Star Wars one's listed here. Yeah, there you go. Were you right about the Transdotions? I mean, they were like, uh, they're like the weird lizard guys. That's who I remember, but I just don't know their yeah. name. It doesn't say who's hunting them. It just says that it's Ahsoka and Chewie and a group of Padawans. Well, it was. it's not actually... Oh, that's right. Chewie does show up, doesn't he? At the very end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are correct. It is the Transdotions. Okay. I just looked them up and can confirm. Wow, there's been a few, like actual because there was also a recent movie in 2020 what called the hunt okay so that's the one you were talking about or wait the hunt movie 2020 at least it looks like it yeah it definitely looks like it is it looks violent it looks like a horror movie so, when I'm on the Wikipedia page for that movie, and just searching for most dangerous, nothing comes up. So, at least there's no direct link to it on the movie side that anyone's claiming. Well, because it comes up when you search, like, adaptations of the most dangerous game on Wikipedia. Hmm. Um, Apparently, it was super political. Ah, I'd buy that. Well, the most dangerous game is vaguely political, isn't it? Some in conservative media interpreted the film as portraying supporters of Donald Trump being hunted by liberals. As if that is the direction that would go. Yeah, it... I'm sorry, we're not a political podcast, but... <laughs> a contemporary retelling involving liberal elites hunting quote-unquote deplorables in and around a manor in Croatia. Hmm. Yikes. Hmm. Well, in either case, I think I'd rather watch the tv show that is just a straight-up adaptation of the book <laughs> rather than a, a political twist on it what the heck one of the characters their name is yoga pants excellent yeah i'm looking and, at it now well one of the characters one name is, is staten shut the island F up, gary one of them is staten island <laughs> that's great what the heck Sylvia Grace Krim as Dead Sexy. Oh, this is the best one. Jason Kirkpatrick as Randy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Randy with, spelled with four N's and four E's. <laughs> what the heck? That's excellent. I almost want to see it now. <laughs> okay. Just to see how bad it is. Yeah. Wow. What the heck? Anyway. Sorry, where are we going with this? Uh, so the original question <laughs> was, if you were in a most dangerous game scenario, uh, how do yes. you think you would do? Uh, like, I feel like I would be capable of 
do it. Like, it feels wrong to say, like, oh, yeah, I'd do fine. But, like, I don't, because I don't, like, I feel like I would do okay at not being murdered. <laughs> but, like, that's a weird thing to say. And, like, it feels weird to think about, like, okay, what are the qualifications for doing, quote, unquote, well at not being murdered? <laughs> um, But, like, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not brutal enough, though. Because I feel like to really do well, you've got to, like, take the fight back. Mm, you know? Interesting. Turn the game on its head. Yeah. But and I don't know if I could do that, but I don't know. Or I, I would just, like, be so demoralized. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's fair. I, I feel like I would fall into the latter category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure if there's a Deus Ex Machina plot device out there to... Get me out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Like, if I ran into a Sokotano in the middle of it, maybe I'd do all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, if I'm just going in alone, that might be kind of rough. Or Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. Although, though, both of you, there'd be that unspoken tension of, like, man, we both wish that it was Chris here. Mm-hmm. So, that might be a bit See, of a downer. But I also feel like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> I'm gonna regret saying this, but it's kind of like when you go like backpacking in like an area with bears. Like, you you don't have to be able to fend off a bear. You just need to be faster than anyone else than you that you're with. You know. True. But at the same time, <laughs> a, a big difference between humans and most animals is humans enjoy challenges more so than regular animals in nature yeah true i don't know like we're already dealing with people who are who are participating in this blood sport (laughs) yeah that's a very good point um so you're dealing with some sick demented individuals yeah like they'd probably let the people who are willing to just get picked off easily alone until they start you know freaking out enough to actually try and start doing something or would it be like people who like are hunting regular animals like they're just trying to get as many like if there's not like a limit on how many like fish you can catch like there's people who they'll just fill up their freaking boat true yeah i guess i guess we maybe need to know more about the uh parameters on the hunter side i honestly don't remember enough about it to even know if were there multiple people on the island being hunted or was it just kind of one person at a time and they were given like a day to go try and figure out how to not die i thought there were multiple i I, I'm not super familiar with the story because it's been a while, but I thought it was like, like you would stock like a, a fishery or something. Like they just put people in and then hunted until they needed more people and then put more people in. I don't know. Hmm. That's just what I assume though from my memory. Yeah, I, I buy that. I just don't remember either. I also don't know how much of the logistics were talked out in that sort of way. Yeah. I don't know. I remember there being like a pretty substantial monologue at the start of like, hey, guess what? This is the situation you have now found yourself in. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do mm-hmm. something gentlemanly, which is explain everything about it, and then you'll be off on your own. <laughs> so we can come murder you. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd do very well. <laughs> yeah. It just reminds me of the of Reddit posts like, mm-hmm. oh, a detective is coming to your house in a day and you have to hide this pen from them, where are you putting it? Yep. Stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. like, way higher stakes. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that it was, like, if you can survive a day, then it's like, well, maybe I'd be able to do that. Maybe. But it also depends on how much space I have to work with. Yeah, and how many cheats you get. Yeah. Do I get a phone a friend? Like... <laughs> <laughs> phone me. Great, you'll never believe what happened. Quick, get the re- get the recordings <laughs> going. <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> this is... What?! <laughs> What happens if the detective finds the pen? No, I was talking about if it's a most dangerous game situation. Oh, I was thinking about the pen. I was like, wait, no. what? Yeah, if the if the detective do, if the detective finds the pen, then they kill you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they stick the pen up your nose. Oh. That's dark. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Cursed COVID test. <laughs> no, they they joker style make the pen disappear oh god i don't like that one bit (laughs) yeah that's murder grant has brought phoebe and her unicorn by dana simpson we have the titular phoebe and her unicorn sitting out in a lovely pasture kind of a rolling grassy knoll with some mountains in the background um, some pine trees kind of between them and the mountains. It's very, it's very scenic. There are some lovely fluffy clouds back behind the mountains. Looks like a beautiful day. Uh, Phoebe leaning up against, uh, her unicorn is staring at her pink phone saying, I wish I hadn't brought my phone. Phoebe, or not Phoebe, her unicorn is looking at a magically suspended hand mirror that, you know, she is not holding. It's just sort of floating. And the unicorn is saying, I have no regrets about having brought this mirror. So, Mark, if you're in a dangerous game type situation <laughs> and you oh, had no. just a mirror the same with thing? you <laughs> and you had just a mirror with you, do you think you could survive? No. Uh, Depends on how, how sunny it is and how big the mirror is. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. That's a interesting point. But for real, what I wanted to, what I was going to ask you about is how how do you think about mirrors, Mark? Like, do you do you use mirrors often? Are you a fan of mirrors? Are you a do you hide all the mirrors in your house so people can't tell you're really a vampire? Like, <laughs> where um, are we at with mirrors in Mark's life? I need to plead the fifth. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Uh, that's no, why I, mean, I have these marks on my neck after you visit. Oh, that sounds weird. I'm a... <laughs> They're actually all temporary tattoos of my face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite the prank to put on people. <laughs> what an invasion of privacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I have, you know, a mirror in my bathroom. And that's pretty much the only one I ever use for, you know, shaving and checking out my hair in the morning if I need to comb it, or whatever mm-hmm. else. Uh, but that's essentially it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I use a mirror in the morning. You know, I stare at it as I'm brushing my teeth, uh, just kind of with mm-hmm. a blank mind. And if I'm getting ready for something and I should care about how I look, then I go check how I look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. But that's basically the extent of it. I Like, I don't have a bad relationship with mirrors, but I don't have a need for a lot of them. So the one in the bathroom serves its purpose for me. Inter- so you don't have like a full body mirror or anything? No, we don't right now. I think 
Aaron used to have mm. one, but I don't think it made it. I think it either broke or just never made it out to California with her. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe she'll end up getting one at some point, putting it on the door. But, like, I probably won't ever use it unless I mm-hmm. really needed it for some reason. But most of the time, if I'm getting ready, Aaron's there, and she can tell me if I look dumb or if I need to do something. So That's fair. <laughs> and I trust her opinion way more than I trust my own looking at a mirror. Yep. Yep. So well, that's that's a nice perk, certainly. Yeah. So do you ever, like, check up on your appearance, or does it sound like you just, like, use a mirror when you're first getting ready, and then you're, like, done with mirrors until the next day? Um, I mean, yeah, if, it, like, I guess, you know, if I'm, you you happen to look into a mirror, like, when you're washing your hands after going to the bathroom or something, and so, you know, I'll, like, see myself in a mirror. I don't, like, purposely avoid it or purposely stare at myself. Yeah, it's you just don't, like, seek there. out a mirror or, like, turn on your front-facing camera on your phone to use as a mirror. Yeah, it's it's like an event-based situation. If I if something has happened, or maybe something has happened, and I need to be prepared to deal with my appearance for something that's about to happen, you know, something that I have to go to or a person that I'm going to see, then I will make use of a mirror to deal with that. You know, whatever okay. happens to be around, whether that is a front-facing camera, or if I'm at home, the mirror in the bathroom, or anything mm-hmm. else. But it's just it's just like a utility sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I feel like I need to look in a mirror, then I'll go look in the mirror. But I don't find myself feeling like I need to look in one most of the time. Okay. Shucks, I was going to try to make you out to be some vain D-bag. Hmm. But I guess it's not going to work. We have to ask you about other things to unlock that. <laughs> okay. I'll, there's I'll there's that. more to vanity than having a vanity, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> I'm a clever I'm guy. I know such big words. Ooh. <laughs> I, we just used the same word. <laughs> <laughs> You're not special, Mark. It's not like you used the word shallow, and then I came in with the word vain, swooping it out of nowhere, clocking you on the head with it. Ow! <laughs> darn you and your seven sins! <laughs> I feel darn clocked. Is vanity a, one of the seven deadly sins? I don't actually know. <laughs> it could be. I mean, I agree that I it could be. I don't think it is. I think there's like another one that means that, though. Um... Pride, yeah, I guess pride is probably the closest one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, vanity is, I guess, a mixture of pride and envy, maybe? And, like, (laughs) self-lust. I suppose. (laughs) Not necessarily, though. (laughs) It's it's strictly platonic with me. Okay. I'm not going to ask any more questions about that. 